Count your blessings, ladies and gentlemen, because this is Brian Pillman Jr., and you're listening to the most influential podcast. You're listening to the Pro Wrestling Proverbs. Another stop here on the PWPCT, the Pro Wrestling Proverbs Convention Tour of 2023. Yeah, we've, we've been we've been on quite a bit of them already. Um I like to I like to think that it started with Starcast. It kind of get, kind of gave us a little little buzz, little itch. Um, now we just can't stop spending money. Yeah, I I mean that that's the most accurate way to put it. It's like um, it's like a crack addiction. Yeah, after this one, um, we've got one more pure wrestling one coming up in the fall. Uh, we've got a sequel. To a convention that we went to coming up in the coming months and then we've got another uh local michigan one this summer as well i mean i i like all of them uh i hadn't been to an all wrestling one before starcast now i've been to two of them you know they, they definitely have their place there's some ups and some downs uh the sequel one that we were invited back to it's always been a favorite of mine, and then I, I I really like the local ones too because you always you find those little things that you wouldn't find anywhere else. Because sometimes the best artists just don't have the money to, you know, travel yeah. like others do. Um, but uh, th- this stop, um, as as I told, because uh, ever since I interviewed Devon, um, literally any convention I go to, and people know that there's wrestlers there, they're like. Or I send a picture. Did you get the, did you get an interview with them? Did you ask them about this. <laughs> so then uh, I told everyone I'm like I'm going as a fan. We requested passes. We were a little late. Um, so you know they no still... hard feelings this time. Yeah, next time next yeah. year will be. Yeah, uh, it was. It's down in Indianapolis. We actually saw this like what a, a week or two after we came back from Starcast. Yeah, I think like you like as soon as you got home, you was like, "Man, I wish there was something like Starcast, but just but close. like <laughs> close where I don't have to drive ten hours to get there." I was like, "Yeah," and so you, uh, I think you literally looked up Squared Circle conventions in the Midwest. Sounds right. And that was and that was the first one that came up, and I think a couple other ones did too. Uh, this this one's in Indianapolis. It seems to always be in the indie area. Um, it almost seems like all these conventions that I've been going to, Astronomicon, Grand Rapids Comic Con, um, StarCast, this, are kind of in the beginning stages, because this was only the third of the Squared Circle Expos. Um, the big draw, which it was, it was after StarCast, uh, was Kurt Angle was going to be the headliner. He was announced way back then. Um, since then, the other headliners were Jamie Hayter. MJF was going to be the acclaimed, but they dropped out. Uh, and then they announced about a week before John Moxley was going to come with his wife. Uh, I mean, it's got a star-studded lineup. It's got current stars, clearly. It's got past stars. As you said, it was a quicker drive. Uh, this time around, it was me, my wife, and my brother that went. Uh, that was one of the big reasons for this is, you know... I realized while going to Starcast that a lot of a lot of the professional wrestlers that I, I are near and dear to me, <laughs> um, 
really not going to get the the chance to meet at all or for much longer. Um, I clearly like the retro stuff. Meeting the horsemen is cool, but then you know, for uh, those that listen, uh, or even I guess those that don't know, my favorites besides the horsemen would be you know Randy Savage, Roddy Piper, Legion of Doom. I did get to meet the Steiner brothers before Rick got canceled. That was cool. Um, Dusty Rhodes is a favorite. Terry Funk. Uh, if you're noticing a trend with a lot of those, they're dead. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, it's one of those things where it's like, man, I mean, especially because I could have met Roddy Piper before. He was at plenty of horror movie conventions. I just, I just, I wasn't into him at the time. Like, the conventions, I mean. Um, and, you know, my brother, he, he met a lot of his favorites of StarCast. But then I know Kurt Angle, one of his bigger ones. And it's not often that Kurt comes around. No. Um, made sure to do that. Rob Van Dam was there. It's another one of his favorites. But, uh, he's going to be at one later in the year. And I figure it kind of helped the wallet out to spread instead of, you know, meeting everyone at one. It was four-hour drive. Um, we got up. We, we took it in shifts. My wife and I found that, especially, you know, three to four-hour car rides, we usually we find a halfway point. One, so I don't go completely insane. Yeah, who, who, who would drive the entire way on a road trip? Who would as, as, as we learned from the StarCast trip, um, which my brother pointed out on this one, too, is uh, you figure Indy was our halfway point. Yeah. And I started I started to realize that as we passed, you know, the Nesquik bunny, the fudge and Uranus billboards. <laughs> yeah. And that's, you know, my my brother's telling more stories about the trip itself, because Sam really hadn't heard about the car ride. You know, she heard about the edible wrappers being used to block out the sun. <laughs> she heard about the stops for food and how, you know, Alton was confused why when we'd go to a fast food restaurant, Jesse and Zion would be like, whoa, you got two sandwiches, but then they got a whole bunch of snacks from gas stations, which I, I get that. It's a fair point from him. I never thought about that. He, he really didn't get a whole bunch of snacks at gas stations, so it makes sense. His old tummy was hungry. Um, but then my favorite part of the story that he told is he goes, yeah, and then, uh, then we started singing Ass Man. And he goes, well... Everyone but Logan. And Sam goes, well, why didn't Logan sing it? Is no, Logan not like that wrestler? Or, and Dalton goes, no, that's about the time Logan was done. He was staring <laughs> out the window and, like, rocking back and forth. Which is true. Um, yeah. I, I remember I just, like, I remember I looked, like, in, like, the mirror. And you're just, you're just sitting there, like, like a crazy person. <laughs> I, I don't know how I'm going to do it when I get older. Because, uh, I mean, even this four-hour trip. Like, the two hours that I was in the passenger seat, I'm like, I hate this. Like, I don't... Like, even with them talking, me being distracted, I'm like, I don't want to be in this. Like, two hour, I I, I don't know. But I uh, toughed through it. Uh, when you get older, you're got, probably going to be like the, the old man that, like, never leaves his house. Like, yeah, I'd be fine with that. I just got I just got a nice swing for my backyard. What else do I need? Um... Just sitting there, like your grand, your your daughter comes up, and you're like, Logan, 
You miss your granddaughter's dance recital again. Like, it's a half hour drive. I don't fucking drive from that. Yeah, you can record it. <laughs> um, but as you saw, because you got snaps of a lot of the food, uh, stopped at early morning Taco Bell. Oh, yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. Something we couldn't do at the StarCast trip because uh, our buddy Zion's tummy. Oh, oh tummy always hurt. Yep, no offense, yep. Zion. Yep. No, I'm sure if he's listening to this, he, he'll admit that if he would have had a Taco Bell breakfast, we probably would have had to take a couple more pit stops. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. But anyway, you know, we, we had that. We got there. Um, glad that I can read because it said that it opened for the VIP people at 11. Uh, so we got there. My Because I drove the last leg. And my alarm starts going off because, you know, it's in my Google calendar and it's 1130 and I go, what is that? And Sam says, oh, it says it's the convention. Well, for us normal people, it started at 1130. Um, so we got in there. We checked in. Uh, first thing we did is go to meet Kurt Angle. I bought the Angle Slam package, which oh, got yeah. two autographs and a photo op. Which some people online were complaining because they called it a photo op. Um, which, to be fair, to play devil's advocate, it did not say professional photo op. And that's usually the ones that you get in a separate room. Yeah. So it's not my fault that they didn't read. But uh, we met him. He was a fun guy. He had some milk on his table. As always, <laughs> uh, I try to be polite to. I try to be polite to everyone I meet, even if they're kind of assholes, like the Sandman was. Um, I still try to be polite. I thank them for being there. I shake their hand. Uh, Kurt Angle is now on my, I, I call it my, my wall of fame. I've got all my autographs up, but I've got a little corner of my favorites. It's got Road Warrior Animal, both Dudleys, the Steiner Brothers, the Rock and Roll Express, a couple Jim Henson puppeteers, and Robert England, who played Freddy Krueger, as well as Mick Foley and Kurt Angle. Um, I, I will say first negative about the convention. Um, there's the, there's there's clearly stereotypes about professional wrestling fans. What? Um, like what uh, remember kind? That remember that deodorant we took to Starcast? It could have been used at this. Really? I should. I knew I should have gave you some when I saw you. It. Uh, it was not. Yeah, the, the smell in the line for the Kurt Angle was not pleasant. Um, like I thought that baffles me. It was like, that's still early in the morning, right? That's like it's not even yeah, it, yet, right? Yeah, yeah. And you already smell that bad. And then it bugged me because, and I know I've, I've mentioned it at previous conventions, and I think I've mentioned it on here. But I think there should be a rule at certain ones because this was this this was a like, like this a was pit a, check. No, 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 no. Not about the smell. Oh, not about the smell. Okay. But, but so this was at a hotel. So this was like a classic. You always see it in videos. The old school conventions where it's in like the ballroom and the conference center. Um, there was people that had like segways and stuff. And because of how small the aisles were, like everyone would have to move for them. Oh. But the issue with that is there's vendors. So, you know, they stop in the middle and you can't really work around them. Oh, my God. I, I would have been pissed. I think there should be rules about segways, big backpacks, and strollers. Like, yeah, I, I know you need them, but if the aisles are going to be that small, there should be like a warning or something. But uh, 
It was. It was they just fat kid. too, weren't they? They weren't. They weren't. They didn't need it. They were just fat. Yes. Okay, yes. That's what I thought. Fatties. Um, we were. We actually got to stay at the. I, I waited to get the hotel room. Uh, we actually got to stay at the hotel the convention was at, uh, which made it a lot easier. Uh, especially because we could kind of plan the day around checking in. No, we didn't. Ha- now, you know, I might be getting ahead of you. Were there any any of the guests that stayed in the hotel with you like we did at uh, StarCast? Did you run into anybody? I did not see any of them, but I know Devon Dudley put on his Instagram a picture of him and Rikishi at the bar, and it was the bar that was at the hotel. Because this, this was a pretty nice hotel. Like I said, um, it, it, it had a ballroom. It had a very fancy restaurant. Um, the restaurant had a bar in it. We are on the seventh floor. Uh, I mean, it, it was pretty nice, but we did not actually bump into anyone. While we were standing in line at different times, Matt Cardona did pass us. We saw Funaki in the parking lot. Um, Christian walked by us at one point. My brother didn't notice, but Tony Storm walked by us in the hallway. Um, it was just one where people got up and could move around. Uh, after we met Kurt Angle... I, I wasn't sure if this would be like StarCast or people were only there for certain times. So I was like, hey, let's get the rest of our autographs. Then we can look around. Because there was a main room that had all the vendors and then some of the um, celebrities in it. And there was another room that had the rest of the autographs. And then I think there was actually two. Yeah, there's two other rooms that had autographs in it. And then Jamie Hayter had her own room. Because of the amount of people that bought um, photo ops and all that with her. So then, after Kurt Angle, right next to Kurt Angle was Shane Douglas. He was seated next to Francine and the Sandman. Uh, we got in line, bought the stuff. They uh, were supposed to be going to a panel when we were taking the picture with him and getting his autograph. Uh, so we held that up a little bit. Um, and, you know, they're... We got to do the triple threat pose with him. I've had about three people think that he was Spike Dudley. <laughs> so, good for him on that. Yeah. Um, we then crossed over to the second room. And the next person that we got an autograph, or that we got to meet, my brother, it, it was either going to be Christian or it was going to be John Moxley. And by the time we got through Kurt Angle, and by the time we got through Shane Douglas, John Moxley had a line that wrapped around a couple hallways. John Moxley was also 120 bucks, so uh, Christian was the way to go. Yeah, um, Christian, I think, was playing a heel for the photos because he didn't really smile with anyone, and he was wearing his like promo attire where he had the turtleneck and. Um, yeah, he, he didn't really smile. My my brother said, "Oh, maybe it's like he says. Maybe it's for the money." I hope that's not it. I hope <laughs> he's one of the last few people to do kayfabe. But I don't know. <laughs> yeah, um, I don't know. After Christian, um, we then scooted over, and I met Tony Atlas. Uh, Tony Atlas was one of them. Where a couple people questioned why I wanted to meet him because you know, oh, the foot fetish thing. But oh yeah, yeah. He, I mean, he's a big guy in the '80s uh, and the '70s, especially like down south. 
He was one half of the first all-black tag team champions for the WWF. Uh, fun moment there was I was up there talking to him, getting the picture. And like I said, my wife was there. She walked up, and then he asked her essentially, like, who, you know, if she knew me. And then she's like, yeah, it's my husband. And then he goes, your husband, that's my dad. That makes you my stepmom? <laughs> what? Yeah. <laughs> and, then, and, and then after we laughed a little bit, he goes, you don't want a son as ugly as me anyway. <laughs> so then he, he signed my picture. He got up. He made sure to take a picture with me, my wife, my brother. And then he did a separate one of just me and him. Uh, that's after tony atlas we then went into so that was one room and also in that room let's see if i can visualize it and write film off gangrel was there mcfoley was there athena was there jay lethal um our good friend which my dad pointed out he is in the background of the picture of all of us with tony atlas our good friend jimmy hart was there Jimmy Hart. Yep, I did not. I, I did not beat him. Um, no. I don't think if anyone else stands out that was in that room. I know. I know Funaki was in that room. I think that's where they had uh, Ruby Soho. Uh, but then we jumped to the other room, and I walked up to Demolition because my uncle, uh, big Demolition fan. And his birthday was that day. And I'm like, well, he's ne- he's never really going to get the chance to meet him. Uh, so I asked the guy at the table. Cause I'm like, hey, are they going to be back? And he's, oh, yep, they're at a photo op right now. And I go, cool. So when I pay, can I get this personalized? And he goes, yeah, I, I don't, they don't care. I don't care. You're paying them. What's the matter? Huh. I go, okay, cool. <laughs> That's not what we've I'm, heard before. <laughs> Yeah, I was like, uh, I'm like, cool, it's my uncle's birthday. They're like his ultimate team. They're his favorites. I just want to make sure I can have, like, happy birthday or at least his name on there. And then that's, he's like, you know, you wait around here. You pick out the photo. We'll do you one better. I'm like, oh, I, wonder, I wonder what that means. So then they came back. They had their face paint on. I don't know if it's because they did the photo op um, or what. But then, you know sat down it was smash that actually signed it you know happy birthday um axe just did his normal name but then that uh, my wife who takes a lot of the pictures a guy then told her you know get your camera ready and then he had him wish him a happy birthday which we posted on our socials it was pretty cool that they were able to do that yeah, you know um, when i when i met animal for you i i tried doing something similar i was like bro listen like you know my best friend here, he he loves you, whatever. And it was like I was trying to like fucking steal food out of his mouth, trying to get him to do anything extra other than signing his name scribbled down on a paper. So was- the the awkward part about this uh, interaction. Speaking of animal, you know, there's a lot of kids at these conventions. Yeah. And one walked up, and on demolition's table there was these magazines, and it was like face paint wrestling stars. And it had Warrior, Animal Hawk, Axe and Smash. I forget who the last one was. He was dead. And that's 
the dad's like, oh, you can have him sign the magazine. You'll have a magazine. And he goes, can I have those two sign it? No, no, buddy. They're they're not here. Mm-hmm. Can I have him sign it? No. Mm-hmm. Can I have him sign it? No. And the kid's like, why? Oh, <laughs> uh, they're dead. <laughs> oh. And then the kid made a comment like, yes, I better have these two sign it. And I'm like, <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> But uh, after demolition, we then I, I looked over, and you know I've always I've always liked Tito Santana's stuff. He um, I've talked about it on our when we talked about ourselves. One of the first shows that I watched on tape was WrestleMania One. He was heavily involved in that. He had a match, and then he came out and helped Junkyard Dog after. Um, it was fun to meet him, former Intercontinental Champion. We then went to the other side of the room. Uh, my brother met Flying Brian Jr., who then revealed, I heard him talking to someone else, the, the Varsity Blondes. Is that, is that what their name was? Yeah. They're, they're no longer together. He is, teaming, he is teaming primarily with Brock Anderson. So uh, maybe we'll get some sort of AEW horseman. I know, uh, on a side note, people want it to be them and FTR, but uh, in all horsemen groups, you have a talker. Who's your talker out of those four? Like, Brian, <sighs> nothing against Pillman Jr., but he's not really a leader. FTR's your tag team. Brock Anderson's a charisma vacuum. <laughs> <laughs> like you, you gotta have someone, uh, right? Yeah. Um, but then, let's see, who else is in that room? Brutus Beefcake, Warlord and Barbarian, which Barbarian was never at the table by himself, or else I would have met him. But I, I just don't like the Warlord. Uh, and I didn't want to give him my money, to be perfectly honest. Um, the Hex, which is the NW, the former NWA Tag Team Champions, the Ladies Tag Team Champions, they were there. They did really cool for a fan. This fan, he was special. He had a Becky, Trish, and Lita figure. Oh. And they had banter with them, and it's like, oh, who you got there? And he goes, oh, my favorite women in wrestling. And they're like, oh, well, we don't see hex figures in your hands. And he goes, no, it's Becky, Trish, and Lita. <laughs> <laughs> and they're like, yeah, they are pretty cool. Like, I- I'm glad it was them, and it wasn't someone like that's just an asshole, like a Brutus Beefcake or something. Oh, I don't see who's in your hand there. Oh, it's Kane. My favorite wrestler. I don't see a Bruce Beefcake. No, but it's Kane. Fuck you, kid. <laughs> but, um, Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> yeah, Brutus was there. Basically, the Powers of Pain, the Hex, Flying Brian. That's the room where Moxley and uh, Renee were in. Mm. Uh, MJF wasn't there that day. He left on a Friday. Trying to think. Well, I've seen a bunch in. of videos uh, of MJF from then. Yeah. Somebody, yeah, somebody brought him uh, like a Darby Allen figure, and he yep. just ripped it open. I loved it. I at first I loved it even more because at first I thought it was like his own figure, and someone was trying to get it to like and sign it. And he's like, "Yeah, I'm selling this on eBay or something." That's what my yeah. first thought was, and he just ripped it open and ruined it. But and I was like, "Oh, it's a Darby Allen one." Still, is funny. He just he spit on it and then threw it across yes. the room. <laughs> and people said that he was one of the highlights of the convention. Oh, Kevin Nash was in that second room as well. 
Um, we heard some guys when we were going up to our elevator that said they didn't like meeting Kevin Nash because they said he was just a prick. Now, when I met him, he was a nice guy. When Zion and Jesse met him, he was a nice guy. I just think these guys got him on either a bad day or they were stupid and brought up like his son or Scott Hall. Which, I don't know, wrestling fans, they could have done anything. I wouldn't put it past anybody. Yeah, like I said, besides the ones I listed, um, but yeah, I guess in that first room with Kurt Angle, I forgot about that. Along the wall was the Blue Meanie and Nova of the BWO, Rob Van Dam, Sabu before he had his medical emergency, and then Devon and Rhino. Um, I was going to meet Sergeant Slaughter, but it, you know how Jimmy Hart underneath his blazer always has on the WWE shirt? Uh-huh. He's just a big shill for the company. Yeah. Slaughter, when he wasn't wearing his Marine hat, had a WWE ball cap. Get get out of here. Your, your, your Legends contract does not mean you have to kiss their ass. Hey, they're paying the bills, Logan. They're, yeah. <laughs> they're keeping the lights on. All that yeah. Jimmy Hart and Sergeant Slaughter merch that's been that's moving through the cities here. You would think he'd wear G.I. Joe stuff since they're still paying him, but what do I know? Well, the kids don't like G.I. Joe anymore, Logan. No. G.I. Joe No, is they don't lame. like America. They hate America. Yeah. These these woke liberal companies hate America. I'm just joking. And, I am just joking. <laughs> and then the, the the last the last person that we met uh, was the Taskmaster Kevin Sullivan. Uh, I figured since I didn't meet Barbarian, uh, I'd meet him. Uh, Kevin Sullivan. It was pretty fun. Uh, got up to his table. He was seated next to Buff Bagwell, who might I add was looking very good. I'm glad that he's bounced back. Yeah, there's rumors that he wants one more run in the WWE. Uh, That's what he put out. Uh, he's like, I want uh, one no. more match. I just saw it today. I'm not even joking. I was going to bring it up when you... I was hoping you bring up Buff Bagwell today because I was going to bring it up. Okay. But, uh, he, Kevin Sullivan, yeah, called me behind his table. I was like, can I get an autograph and a picture? And uh, I told my wife's uncle this on Facebook. But Kevin Sullivan goes, what's your name? And I go, oh, it's, it's Logan. Logan, take off your glasses. And I go, uh, okay. And I just, without even, I'm like, all right. And I pulled him off, and he goes, now I'm going to take you to the dark side. And then in the picture you can see, he uh, kind of rolled his eyes a little bit. And then he put his two fingers up. And, I mean, it's just like his old satanic gimmick. It was pretty cool to have that happen. Uh, not only, A, because we talked about Kevin Sullivan a little bit, our Chris Benoit stuff. B, Kevin Sullivan had a um, little bit of a run in big-time wrestling, which was the Sheik's promotion. So it kind of ties in a couple projects that we've uh, done and are doing. Um, after we got the autographs done, uh, it's, we walked around. There's a lot of figures. There's one booth that I was uh, salty about. I, I always get salty about these kind of booths. Every one of his figures was quote-unquote signed. Mm -hmm. I did not see a single picture showing that he got it signed. I did not see a single certificate of authenticity. Like, why am I going to pay to get a Dusty Rhodes signature if it's just you doing it in your basement? I'm sure it was legit. I am Yeah. Sure. And that was the other thing. Most of them were dead people. 
Oh, but so it was like <laughs> Dusty Roach, Road Warrior Animal, like. Hmm. Was it overpriced too? Like was everything? Well, like not not just this person specifically, but like as a whole. Like no, and it threw me off. Like I've I've got a lot of full Horseman figures, and I opened their Hall of Fame set when Mattel released it, and that's going for like one twenty five to two hundred depending on the day. Someone had it there for a hundred. Um, I also have the first Randy Savage figure when he came back. It's the defining moments when he's wearing his uh, WrestleMania eight. I think it is. No, WrestleMania seven gear. And one person had it for a hundred, and then in the same the same building, same convention floor, someone else had it for sixty five. Damn. Maybe some yeah, competitive so, pricing going on there, you know? Open market, yeah, we like it. Probably some of the best prices I've seen. Um, let's see, what did what did we buy? I got a Squirt Circle Expo shot glass to go into my shot glass collection. Uh, my brother got the poster that showed all the people on it. There's a guy that had the old Galoob WCW figures, which is the hard ones that don't move at all. Uh, I was looking at it, and this was after my brother spent all of his money because uh, he brought some extra. And they had a Ric Flair, they had Narn Anderson, and I think in that set it was Barry Windham and Sid Vicious. But it could be, it should be, with how the horsemen were at the time. And my brother picked up a Luger, and he's like, oh, your favorite. And I put it back in the thing. And I had the Flair and Anderson. <laughs> and then my brother goes, oh, I, I wish I had enough money for both Steiner brothers. So I picked those up. And so I did. I had the Flair, Wyndham, and Anderson. And the guy selling it to me goes, I didn't think you wanted Luger. And I go, excuse me? And he's like, well, Luger here. And I go, it's not Lex Luger. And then he just, like, stopped talking about it. But, uh... I feel like if you're selling things, you should probably know that the Lex Luger figure from that line is the one that has two L's on his tights, and that the Barry Windham one is the one that's wearing cowboy boots. Oh. But uh, what do I know? <laughs> um, from that same guy, he had uh, DVDs from High Spots, okay. and there's a, there's a couple that I, I always am on the lookout for. They had a Midnight Express collection, uh-huh. they had a Terry Funk one, but uh, neither of those were there, but they did have... A new WCCW, which is the Von Erichs promotion, they had a new one of that where Kevin Von Erich tells a story. And like I told my brother, I'm excited to watch that one because it doesn't have the WWE filter. Mm. Meaning, you know, Kevin will probably go more into the darker side of things, not just, haha, Carrie had a few issues and that's why his <laughs> wife left him. He had personal demons. Yeah. Yeah. But we got those, those damn personal my, demons are so hard to overcome, you know. My my brother got the old WWF uh, Dynamite Kid figure. He's been into Dynamite Kid lately. I'm assuming because of the Dark Side of the Ring episode. Um, not a hundred percent sure why, but we got that. And then I finally found when they had the WWE Mystery Minis in their second series. They had a Dusty Rhodes one. And online, a lot of people want, like, 10 to 20 bucks for it, plus shipping. A guy had it in his little $5 bin. Nice. So I picked that up as well. Uh-oh. Uh, yeah, it's a cat. Well, the... 
but yeah, all, all, all uh, got quite a bit of things. Now that I have the Flair, Anderson, and Wyndham, I'm pretty certain I have every Ric Flair figure that would have came packaged in like a Four Horsemen packaging. Uh, Flair, my Flair shelf's getting full. Still looking for a good old uh, LJN Randy Savage to really complete my Macho Man set. And still looking for a good LJ and Roddy Piper to complete that. Um, those are usually about twenty bucks a piece, but I, I don't like getting them with all the paint scuffed. Really? Just because I figure we want it from uh, from kids who didn't like playing with their toys. Yeah. 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 Uh, what what else was there? Uh, there's a whole corner of wrestling mask, and at first I thought it was just Lucha Libre ones until my brother pointed out that there was a Mister America mask there. And then I took a closer look, and they even had, like, a Midnight Rider, which is the mask that Dusty Rhodes would put on when he would lose a Loser Leaves Town mask. And that was the whole fun, like, oh, the Midnight Rider's Dusty Rhodes. And he'd talk in the same tone, and it's like, I, I don't know who Dusty Rhodes is. I'm the Midnight Rider. And then people try and pull his mask off, kind of like they did with Andre the Giant and the Machines. Uh, there's a guy that sold old... I don't know what to call them, but it would show the match cards, like you'd have them posted outside of theaters and arenas. I tried my damnedest to find one from Michigan, but the only one that was a Michigan one was an ECW one that said Michigan's about to get extreme, and I thought that was a pretty lame one to purchase, <laughs> so I so I didn't. Um, like I said, a lot of figures, both newer and older. I found the Midnight Express from the classic superstars line yeah four hundred dollars uh, so i didn't get that um i saw the fabulous freebirds ewa figures like i've got of the legion of doom um i could have paid thirty dollars and got it where it's just them and their tights and you can't really know who it is unless you're a big fan or i could have paid 300 and got it with the robes which is what i really wanted but i was a good boy i didn't I, I didn't make any huge purchases uh the Kurt Angle package and going to the convention was enough. Definitely fun. Uh, I, I'd say this is convention number two, where un, or wrestling convention number two, where unless you're going for a specific guy on a specific day, you only really need one day. Or yeah. if you're going to panel, or if you're going to panels, so that was the thing that made Starcast fun and made it worth it. Going multiple days was uh, the different talent on different days and the panels. This one, I mean, if you wanted to meet MJF, then you wanted to meet Kurt Angle, you probably would need two days. Uh, we didn't. We went through everything. I'd say probably in about a combined three, four hours, and that was with multiple walks around. But it, it was fun, though. Uh, glad I got to meet more people, add more to those that I've seen. Like I said, there's not very many left that I know that do the wrestling conventions no. that I, like, need to meet. Yeah. Uh, how would you compare, because obviously I did not go to this one, but how would you compare, like, the atmosphere to, like, the ones we've been to? Like, was it closer to, like, like a wrestling Astronomicon, or was it closely, more closely to StarCast, like, style? So, 
for the size of it. At first, it was packed, and at first, with the smells and people pushing, I was irritated. <laughs> um, but once I realized it's because people were filing in and they didn't know where to go, uh, kind of shrunk down. People kind of knew where they wanted to go. A lot of people went to the panels. Uh, I'd say it's about Astrodomicon size. Okay. Now, when I think atmosphere, though, I also think of like morale of everyone there. I know Starcast with some of the lines, people are getting pissed off. Here, even with that Moxley line, nobody was really getting irritated. People were just happy, carefree. Um, the only thing that truly made me mad was a guy, it was this smelly guy, um, came and stood next to his friends when we were in the Kurt line, and he had all these 8x10s signed, right? And it's all cool for him. Had a Renee Young one, and he's like, yeah, I don't really know who this is, but you know, she was sitting next to John Moxley, so she's got to be someone. Oh my god! <laughs> and, then his, and then his friends like, well, you know, she started as like a backstage announcer and then became a commentator for WWE, and now she's you know doing a backstage stuff for AEW. Oh, okay. And he did that with like a handful of people. I don't know who this was, and then his buddy had to explain it. So clearly, he's flipping them. Yeah. So to the fat, smelly guy in front of us. It's flipping eight by tens because you have nothing better to do and you have no skill set to get a real job. Fuck you. Like how do you how do you go to something like that? Meet people and like not even look at like look, even when you're in line. If like, he if he knows who John Moxley is. Yeah. Like not you think he called him John Moxley, right? Not Dean Ambrose. He called him Moxley. Yeah, if he knows if he knows who that is, and he doesn't know who Renee Young is, he's obviously yeah, either flipping them and just looking up like the biggest yeah wrestling people, or he's actually dumb. I don't. Know. I just I just don't understand how it happened, but uh, yeah, people like that are just they're just annoying as hell. And I I will admit I I did. I'm pretty sure I saw a couple people buy figures at one booth and then take them to theirs and, like, up the price. So, I mean, this this was your, like I said, um, you see it sometimes in older documentaries or older YouTube videos. This is, like, your old-school wrestling convention. Nice. I appreciate um, that. It, it, it's kind of fun experiencing that and experiencing StarCast and about a year of each other. I think that's like your two wrestling conventions you're most likely going to see. Uh, now, has StarCast announced anything? For. Not for a new one. Really? But then again, I do know. No, in Ardlux, did they, didn't they, aren't they, didn't they follow SummerSlam the year before that too? Or no? Am I crazy? Because I know they went to National yeah. last year for because of SummerSlam. Well, they went to National because SummerSlam and because their doctors cleared Ric Flair. Okay. So, I, I know the rumor was Australia, last I heard, but I don't know why that would be. I, I know that Conrad, and any chance he gets online, will be like, how about a Dudley's last match StarCast? How about a Harlem Heat last match StarCast? How about Ricky Steamboat at StarCast? Um, if you follow it to Michigan, uh, it's hard. It's, I feel like they, they, they would they would have to announce it by now, right? It's well, already it's already almost April. When it is April? 
Yeah, because when did they announce the Flare one? April, May? Because we only had a few months to prepare, and I'm still impressed with how much I budgeted to, for that. I mean, I can, like, look but, up, like, when we bought the tickets. I'm pretty sure I still have, like, the thing still on my phone. Yeah, because I know, I know they announced... The, they announced the Ric Flair last match first, didn't they? And then they had StarCast to follow. Like, the Flair last match was the big thing. But, uh, I, I don't know if they'll do another one. Um, like I said, there's, I don't know if they'd follow SummerSlam and do it in Detroit. They certainly could, but Rob Van Dam is, like, the biggest Michigan talent right now. I mean, you could do Kevin Nash, but I don't think he's going to do one last match. I think with the passing of Scott Hall and the passing of his son, um, that's probably, that's the furthest thing from his mind. Um, Sabu... I don't see him ever completely stopping wrestling. Rob Van Dam is going to have a match at Battle in the Creek, which is later in the year, so he, he can't do it there. So unless they just get rid of the whole last match angle, but it seems that's what everyone associates with Starcast now. I don't know. I don't, I don't know. They they seem like their Twitter just seems to be milking last year still. Um, but if you do remember on February eighth when they did announce SummerSlam in Detroit. Conrad did post a gif of this, like uh, the word of like Detroit and fans holding the sign, like a sign up that says Detroit. And then oh, Starcast okay. did the thinking emoji, but they really haven't tweeted much of anything other than their previous shows since then. Yeah, I I, I know that we're uh, mulling around the idea of SummerSlam. I just I, I I've been asked before. Even if I didn't do SummerSlam, would I go to SummerSlam Access? Probably not, just because I know WWE prices and WWE lines. Unless they had someone there that's like top, really top tier, like a Stone Cold or a Cena. But even then, I can't imagine someone like that would be under two hundred bucks. Um, if they did a Starcast in the area, it would depend on who's there. Because, like I said, the big draw for the Michigan area would be like that big time wrestling. Yeah. But you figure pretty much everyone but Abdullah and Abdullah would be like the biggest one that's not dead. So probably not that. Um, I think Conrad made enough money at the last Starcast to just retire happily. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, we'll we'll just see. But like I like I said. Um, I liked this convention when we were there. I didn't like the smells. Um, people clearly have no hygiene at these things. I didn't like that the only time that people weren't like assholes about pushing is when my wife's back was turned because I mean she's like four four eleven four ten four eleven, so people thought she was a child. So people were nice to the child. Um, but besides that, they just kind of shoved and pushed their way into things. But I liked all the people that were there. None of them were assholes. They all seemed to be having a good time. They all seemed to be having fun. Yeah. Uh, I would definitely... I'd, I'd recommend going to at least one. Um, but kind of like with Star... We talked about with StarCast, where if we went to another one, we'd want to make sure it was in an area that there was other things to do. 
because you know it gets a little boring after a while just kind of walking around especially yeah. if it's a panel you don't want to go to like the page one yeah um, we spent like because we didn't do anything for SummerSlam. um and uh, everything else just seemed to be like too pricey especially like over there um like we just spent like eight hours each day essentially except for the first night so saturday and sunday we spent like eight to ten hours there yeah so yeah no luckily uh my wife and i are pretty good about finding things to do in new areas we went we went to they call it the bottle works district and it's where coca-cola had a bottling um facility um pretty cool little rich downtown area uh kind of reminded me of like a grand rapids their wealthy street uh, they had this restaurant which lansing's got one now where it's like a co-op and it's got multiple restaurants in it and they had one there too called the garage uh i mean it, it was pretty fun going to that uh, we got our picture next to the indie one of the indie statues uh, and then uh, the next day, we came home. No big, no big rush. Uh, uh, definitely fun. Definitely worth it to meet Kurt. Uh, get my uncle the demolition autograph sitting here on my shelf next to me. I'll be seeing him this weekend. Um, well, like I said, uh, another big reason for it. You know, take Dalton to another one. I and now I feel like the big four wrestling conventions that you see talked about are WrestleCon, WrestleCade, Squared Circle, and StarCast. And I've checked two off. And WrestleCon, in order to go to that, we just have to wait for WrestleMania to get within distance. Because they always do WrestleCon wherever Mania's at. Um, WrestleCade's the only iffy one, because that's usually done in like Louisiana. Yeah, and if I can't handle a Indianapolis drive, <laughs> um, we'll see. I mean, maybe it's just the uh, there, maybe it's just like the there are these things called planes, Logan. I don't know if you you, you knew. You know, you know, <laughs> uh, I've seen what planes can do. They took out that tag team of the Big Boss Man and Akeem. That was top uh, flight. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> but. Um, I mean, who knows? Could have been like the, the, the just the stress and everything from like this past year, then me sitting with my thoughts in the passenger seat. I don't know. But uh, <laughs> I'm just glad I got to add more to my wall. Uh, you can tell from the pictures from my brother and I had some fun, picked up some more horseman memorabilia. I don't think I I don't think there's been a larger convention since Starcast that I haven't picked up some sort of Ric Flair figure at. I don't know if that's good or bad. Um, yeah, definitely, definitely another fun stock. As I said, um, well, we've—I can say the one we talked about it last time. We got got confirmed for the really cool Comic Con, August fifth and sixth, and yes, uh, yeah. up here. Um, well, I think we're pretty much confirmed for the other one too. They emailed us first. Yeah, that's true. Um, it will be Astronomicon. 6.5 or is it 6? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. 6.5, they're getting people back together because a couple of the clerks guys had to cancel. Um and then we've got it's uh, the one that we've been teasing for the end of the summer. Um yeah, got quite a bit to go to. 
the the PWP uh, convention tour uh, continues. I'd say. Yeah. And who knows if other convention like this really cool Comic Con just kind of popped up. We reached out. We got passes. So I mean, if any others happen, I'd I'd say anywhere from Detroit to I'd say Toledo would be the farthest I'd go for a convention. Yeah. Well, well Battle that, Creek is the farthest I'd go. Just, yeah, just throw that yeah. one out there. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, we have this is we got a couple more of these podcasts here this summer. Uh, hopefully, we'll, we'll put them all together here at the end. Some of our favorite highlights uh, from each of them, and uh, you never know the PWP convention tour of twenty twenty three. Might have a few more stops along the way. Who knows? Uh, Just watch our socials. Um, you know, when when we go as fans, we put the pictures, obviously, of the people we've met. And, um, for those of you that follow the socials, we also, when we go as press, we put everything we buy. Just so that we kind of give a shout out to the artist or the vendors that we think are doing really well there. Uh, we did that for the Great Lakes Comic Con. There's a couple fun things that i purchased wrestling and non-wrestling related pretty much uh if you've got a convention you, nine times out of ten you're at least gonna get twenty dollars out of me at least at, at least, least. maybe more maybe ten times that but at least what? 20 at least 20 yeah this last one uh was probably close over over five when you include the tickets <laughs> Eh, you know, all a good weekend. All in a good weekend. Yeah, yeah you know. Yeah, I, 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 I can't be buried with it, so. <laughs> you might as well enjoy it now. Uh, so I, I think that that's it for uh, Pros and Proverbs here. The Squared Circle Expo, number three of 2023. Uh, like we said already, we have more to come. So make sure you follow us on our socials at PW Proverbs on Twitter, Pro Wrestling Proverbs, anything else. Uh, there's a link tree in the description of this podcast that has links to all of them, uh, but I'll make I'll make the uh, the sell here. Um, we did release Wrestling in Jeopardy as a podcast and a YouTube video. Uh, yes, we did, we were that one we worked a little bit harder on, uh, and so far everyone that's listened to it that have came back and like told us that is one of the better things we've done. I've had yeah, I've had multiple people just like not even like asking them about. It. They just went out of the way like. Like, guys, holy shit, that Wrestling or Jeopardy segment was funny as shit. Uh, so go and watch that. I think you'll really enjoy it. Even though it's WrestleMania, it might be a little outdated, but I don't think so. I think it holds up. Uh, so go listen we to that. A, we could do a SummerSlam one. We could do a SummerSlam Jeopardy. Oh, shit. Be on the lookout for that one coming this summer. Uh, and also, we still had the Wrestling Proverbs World Cup going on. A new episode that we posted this week, probably alongside this podcast episode so if you listen to this the new one should be out uh we're very closely we're heading very close to the round of 32 and then when that gets there uh things will drastically pick up for the world cup yeah uh a lot less a lot less uh talent to edit around we'll just say <laughs> all right so thank you for listening make sure you check all those out <laughs>